hey, with Valentine's Day coming up, we've got five tips that'll totally help you with your relationships. So stay with us. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. So Valentine's Day is coming up, and uh, we have five tips that we're going to be sharing with you for how to create more harmonious relationship and, and how to make things better. And it's it's a really cool thing to think about, that you could actually do something that will make an impact uh, in, a, in a relationship immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Greg and I have been married for 28 and a half years, and we've learned a thing or two, and uh, a lot of these things that we've learned, I, I would say every single one of these almost, we've had to learn the hard way. And I always tell my kids, if you can learn from my mistakes and you get to learn it that way, rather than learning it the hard way, do that. Because there are way and there are way more mistakes in this world that you can make than you have time to make them. That's true. And, <laughs> and the thing about relationships is you have, you're, you're taking two totally different people and putting them in a very small space. Yes. And expecting, expecting them to, and then, and then expecting, yeah, through a pandemic and then expecting them to get along and expecting them to, to not have any issues. And it's just not going to happen that way. And so there are things that, that both of you or either of you can do Mm -hmm. that can really make an impact really Mm -hmm. quickly. Immediately. Yeah. And, and so we're going to be sharing some of those, uh, some of those tips with you today. So the first one we want to talk about and the, for all my for all my guy friends out there, hey, look, just hang tight. This is really cool. It really do. It really will help you. Uh, but the first one is going to be express your expectation. So this is where again I'm going to encourage my I'm encourage my my male brethren out there to uh, to try to just hear what hear what I'm saying is that we really need to kind of communicate. We need to uh, express our expectations. And and what I mean by that is too many times people just assume that they know what the other person uh, that the other person knows what they are going to do uh, or what they want to see happen and too often that leads in disaster yeah i think that was one of the first things that we learned in our marriage yeah. was that your expectations of what was going to happen and my expectations were not the same that's true <laughs> and we and we just expected the other person to know it yeah. uh, just like you know like they caught it out of thin air yeah i, I don't know why we expected no. it that way because we're not the same no. person it does it doesn't happen that way in no. fact one of one of the first rules that Sharon and i learned in our relationship was that i'm not responsible for what you don't tell me yeah and we have used that consistently for 28 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it's really kind of been like an umpire in, in a lot of ways in our relationship because we would reach uh, you know, would reach a, a situation where there'd be a little tension, a little bit a little bit of friction and then we're like, "Oh, I forgot to tell you that I was expecting XYZ or you know that yeah. kind of thing." Mm-hmm. So, uh, a scripture that that comes to mind that uh, we want to kind of point to is Ephesians 4:15 and 16. And uh, the beginning of it, it talks, it, it, it says, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Mm, I love that. And so, but speaking the truth in love. So when we talk about expressing uh, our expectations. We're talking about like if you have an idea of, of something that you would like to see happen that day, uh, or maybe you haven't even thought about it. You know, a lot of times we have expectations, 
that we aren't like actively engaged in, but they're we're there. Still holding them. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. still holding on to them. So I know like there were many years, like as Sharon and I got married, where I had expectations. Um, uh, let's say for Christmas example, like the I had an idea what Christmas morning should be about, and it was going to go in a certain order, and and if things didn't happen, I would get upset and that kind of thing. And so that was a that was a really great example of me having an expectation that maybe I had never really thought about until it happened. Mm, that's right? a good point. And then and then you know obviously we had to recover from my. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or maybe for, from, from my missed expectations, right? And uh, and so there's always those opportunities for for those things to kind of trip us up a little bit, and then we have to go back and clean it up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but really talking about expressing those expectations, getting out in front of something. So now w- what Sharon and I do is we have a little, uh, we have like a, a Google Calendar uh, item that comes up every year before the holidays, and uh, and it and it, we we keep sending it as like almost a letter to ourselves for the next year of of things to uh, make room for, things to expectations to set. Uh, uh, things to watch out for, things to not do, things to do. And so what we do is we open it up and then we we add stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think it comes up twice because it comes up like in mid-November. Like, and then right, right Before after. Thanksgiving, say, okay, here's the season you're about to go into. Mm-hmm. Don't forget these things. Mm-hmm. And at the end of like after, after the holidays, maybe January 1st or 2nd or 3rd, there's a note in there to go back and revisit all those mm-hmm. and and make changes as needed. Yeah. Because because you realize maybe something failed or mm-hmm. or didn't or underperformed mm-hmm. and then you had to go back and make sure that it that next year you think about it and make room for that thing. Yeah. Something else I wanted to mention about that scripture was the the results of speaking the truth in love helps us to work together to grow up into all aspects into him into the into the head even Christ from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love that's it's a big it's a big scripture it is but what it's basically saying that is that God's will is for all the parts of the body of Christ to work together harmoniously um into the into the ministry that God's called us to uh, which is a reflection of Christ in this world. And that starts in our personal walks with with the Lord. And it also starts in our marriages because that's like a, that's another micro piece of the body. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so as we're speaking the truth to each other in love, we're helping um, us to flow in that anointing and helping us to flow in that purpose that God has for us to look like Christ. Mm-hmm. And that, and I love that whole section there is, is, uh, is on the foundation of speaking the truth in love, you know, and and that's something that Greg and I have found um, with with marriage for twenty eight years is that um, we we'll, we can pretty much handle anything the other person has to say, as long as we're doing it in love. Mm-hmm. If they know that you love them when you're when you're sharing your expectations and say, hey, you know what? Whenever I was growing up, let's using your example of Christmas. If you were to say, hey, when I was growing up, it was really special to me that our family did such and such like if your family always did cinnamon rolls for breakfast mm-hmm. and that really meant something special for you for christmas morning or pajamas on or christmas cr- eve pajamas right? on christmas eve we yeah. do that at our home mm-hmm. um so if, if if that's an expectation that you have and and uh, and it, it's, it may take a couple of years for you to catch all these things because sometimes you 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 fall into them and go oh that wow i was expecting one thing and mm-hmm. i didn't tell you 
I'm so sorry and I'm upset, but it's my fault yeah. <laughs> because I didn't express well, that to you. Because, you know, we can't expect to read our partner's mind mm-hmm. or for them to read ours. Yeah. That's just not fair to Mm-mm. expect that. And all you're doing is setting yourself up to fail or and, to have an and argument. To be disappointed. Or disappointed. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes we can get like vehemently disappointed yeah. like I me mean, can get very hurt or whatever yeah. and again all that really is is that you had an expectation that didn't get met and you didn't bother to vocalize it or, or yeah. try to make sure everyone knew that you wanted that and granted it may seem it may seem disingenuous in some ways to have to share those things because you would rather just them know and it would be all magical the hallmark movie moment right yeah but, but uh, that doesn't happen that's not real life it's not real life <laughs> and so the the best way that you can ensure that you don't do that one is to is to get control of it beforehand talk with the other people mm-hmm. involved set that expectation and then after it's all over kind of go hey did it go as well as we wanted what can we do to improve it mm-hmm. and then you know make the appropriate plans like you know maybe a little google calendar item or something on something as a reminder to you so that you can cultivate that yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna take um a little bit ownership of this for womankind because i think that's something that uh, at least I've, I've struggled with in my own life. And I've seen other women struggle with this as well, is this idea that our husband should know us well enough to know what we want without us having to tell them. And I don't think that, that would that's... be a great party gift. That... You know, just like <laughs> a party trick. Says, a your party LCD trick. screen yeah. for your forehead. That would be a great trick, <laughs> but it, it's not going to happen. No, but it's, and it's, and it's, it's not going to happen. And I think it sets us up for disappointment if, if we expect them to know now, um, it is not romantic to have to tell your spouse this, but no. I have found it incredibly useful to the point where before my birthday comes up and if, if, if I find that I have expectations and I used to do, I started this probably about 20, 20 years ago or so, because I was being disappointed on my birthday regularly. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to let go of the idea that he's just supposed to know what I want and I'm going to be direct. And so I would say, okay, my birthday's coming up next week on Wednesday. Here's what I would like. And I would be specific. I would say, I would like a birthday cake, chocolate with chocolate icing. I would like the kids to to make me a card. I would like, <laughs> you know, or I would be as specific as I could, knowing my own heart. And yeah. some, and that sometimes that takes some objectivity. Well, you think every person's heart is mm-hmm. unique. Mm-hmm. Every is. person's vision of what would make them happy and make their heart happy is unique. And so, then you couple that with the. Uh, the in, the the inhibition of of being able to know what is in someone's heart mm-hmm. is, is 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 so that makes it almost impossible for it to actually happen or for anyone to know mm-hmm. and so expressing those expectations becomes very valuable and almost a, like a guarantee that it'll go better than if you'd said nothing and yeah, hoped and, and hoped, hoped for everything yeah and and before you start thinking well that would be really selfish of me to tell them I want to, to remind you that your spouse really does love you and they really do want you to have a good time for your birthday, for Christmas, for whatever that is. And you're actually freeing them up to, to be themselves in how they express it, but you can, but, but have the list of things that will just really make your heart happy. You know, I mean, uh, any, any wife that I've talked to, um, will, will tell you 
at least at some season in their marriage that their their spouse is trying to make them happy. Yeah. Now sometimes they become frustrated because it doesn't seem possible. But well, oh, that's been I, that has been a thing in many of our you know unfortunate arguments mm-hmm. where you know I felt like I tried to make you happy, but mm-hmm. but I couldn't because. And, and I was trying, like mm-hmm. I was doing things. Yeah, you're doing and, everything that you thought and then, that and I then, wanted. And then you weren't happy about it. And it's again, it, it had more to do with un, unexpressed expectations. Yeah. And and again, even if you tell them what you want, they may not get it exactly right because again, they don't have all the knowledge. Yeah. That you are holding them accountable for. Uh, and so, you know, if it's, again, if it's a particular recipe, mm-hmm. uh, even a recipes can be jacked up. You know, we've all done that, right? <laughs> so they might have to practice, uh, you know, creating a chocolate cake with chocolate icing in yeah. order to get it just right. And when they do, you better reinforce them. Hey, that was awesome. Do yes, that again, right? Yes, yes, Anyway, So relationship is all about discovering who yeah. this amazing gift is that God has given you yeah. and receiving it, yeah. you know, and trying to understand it. Too many times we come in with those expectations like, that you know, I want my wife to be this way, or I want my husband to be this way, and we hold them accountable for those expectations. Yeah, and that's not really fair to them. And plus, also, it steals from you the actual spouse that you have that yeah, God has given true. you. That's true. You know, and then so speak the truth in that's love. Right. <laughs> and then also telling each other what to believe um, keeps the enemy from sowing lies into yeah. the hearts and minds yeah, of true. the people around us. Um, it 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 steals it. You know, that's that's an old saying: is if you don't tell people what to believe. The devil will do it for you. And so it's why it's a good idea to go ahead and, and fall out of love with this perfect Hallmark experience and instead create what you really yeah. want to see happen and what yeah. God wants for you. And that's why you should be taking your own desires to the Lord to, mm. to kind of vet that's them. That's good. You know, that's good because sometimes what we want is out of selfishness. Yeah. And, and, and that won't make you happy anyway. It'll, no. it'll turn sour. Yeah. It'll, it'll, I, I always say it'll turn to ash in your mouth. It really yeah. won't be fun. All right. So, number two, uh, our, our second, uh, help, happy relationship tip is to respect each other. Yes. And, um, that was something for me that I was very confused about when we first got married because I, I really didn't understand what that word meant. I didn't know how that was supposed to apply in marriage. Because the Bible talks about the women, wives respecting their husbands. And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And the husband's supposed to love the wife, right? It's like, the, so women don't get respect? <laughs> no. They just you, get love? <laughs> I, I think the reason, it, I, I personally believe that the reason that that was put in there was because um, women uh, have to, on purpose, respect. They, they naturally love. So they don't, they didn't have to be reinforced. Mm-hmm. But whereas men naturally respect but don't naturally love mm, that's very interesting insight you know so i think that i think my personal is because it, it's not that it's we the, don't both want yeah. love and respect it's just those what are comes the things naturally. we have yeah that we have to work yeah at. those are the those are the ones he has to say okay be sure that you're doing this yeah, too make sure <laughs> make sure yeah and um so i i was praying one time and asking the lord okay god this was probably 20 some odd years ago whenever we were early married i was going god i'm having trouble with this whole respect thing so you're going to have to lay it out plain for me. What does this mean exactly? And he gave me three things to do. And that was um, the beginning of, of me starting to understand what respect really meant. And the first one was to listen to Greg, or to, to your partner. So listen to what they have to say. You know, give them the respect of eye contact. Give them the respect of ear attention. So that means you got to put away your phone. Yes. That, put, is, that is a sign yeah, of put, respect. Put the phone down. <laughs> Not right now, but 
when you're, if when, you're driving, yes, if you're, right now. If you're, if you're needing to, to, to make a deposit, and, and, and again, this whole thing is tips that will mm-hmm. help improve your relationships mm-hmm. and, uh, and create some love. Yeah, you know? yeah. So listen to your, your spouse or your partner. Uh, number two was to seek him or her out. And that means that when, when you want some advice or when you want um, some wisdom on something, ask them. See what they think. Say, hey, here's what I'm going through. What What is your opinion about this? What do you think about that? And yeah, that's- there's been plenty of times where you've done that where I was like, why is she asking me? I don't <laughs> understand how I fit into this. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily because I wanted you to no. do something, yeah. but I wanted your oh, perspective. That is a very good sidebar. We should probably, you okay. know, the whole idea of fix, listening versus fixing. Yes, that's right? true. That is you want to mention no, that now? Let's go back and do that one again because I have one about the first one too, about listening oh, okay. too. So the, the, what's the third the third one there is uh, to enjoy his or her presence. And that basically just means pay attention. Right now, you're with that person. Enjoy. Be in the now. Be there with them when you're with them. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy and enjoy being together. If you're just sitting down watching a movie, enjoy. Take a moment to enjoy them. All right. So let's circle. Those are a gift. Yeah, those are great. So let's circle back around. Let's start at the first one there where it okay. says listen, listen. listen to your partner. So the listening to your partner means that you've stopped that you've stopped any distractions mm. and that you're you're giving them a hundred percent of your attention and and that you're you're making you're making them the most important thing that you're that you're uh, doing at that moment mm-hmm. so that you're you're putting the phone away right um, that that you know if, or maybe if you have to put it on do not disturb it's really easy to do that uh, because if you're if you're checking your phone while they're trying to talk to you they're 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 not going to feel like they're the most important person to you you know mm-hmm. they're not going to feel respected no and 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 really that's the whole point is to respect each other so respect meaning that you're um that you're treating with great importance and and honoring and and understanding that they are the best that god has for you and that you need to to give them that and again if you have to turn the tv off if you have to turn the radio off if you have to uh put your phone away uh you know whatever it is to do it on purpose and 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 make sure you're listening actively listening to them. Another ha- another tool thing I like to think about is be repeat back to them what they tell you in some way. Maybe rephrase it, you know, uh, that way they know that you're listening and that they that they are they're being heard. Yeah, something that Greg does that really makes me feel respected is. Um... Like whenever he was working at the at his office, whereas right now his office is down in our basement. So, yeah. <laughs> but used used to be he was uh, he would be up at the office, and whenever I would call, um, he would immediately respond in text, and he still does this even though he's in the same house. But he'll he'll text him back, say I'm in a meeting, I'll call you back in a, in a little bit, or he'll he would immediately if he could he'd stop what he was doing and give me his undivided attention, and that was one way that he was listening to me, and and valuing you know, value, valuing me. And that's, that was a great way to practically respect, mm-hmm. you know, our relationship. And it, it made me feel very loved. Oh, good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was seek him or her out. So you were talking about, about going and asking them a, a question about something, mm-hmm. asking for their feedback or, mm-hmm. or input. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, I mean, is there, obviously, you know, usually what we do is we, we go through our mental Rolodex of people we know going, you know, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to so-and-so or so-and-so. But as we're trying to build our relationships with people, uh, having dialogue with them uh, is good, even if they aren't necessarily the expert on it. 
you know, mm-hmm. that you're just including them in your world and in what's mm-hmm. going on. So actually asking them, you know, about things, uh, if you can, I mean, the, I, I know a lot about technical things. And so if I were to come to sharing going, Hey, you know, should I switch this to a 30 bit, 32 bit application or, or 64 bit? <laughs> I don't, I don't think she's going to be like, you know, thanks for asking me, <laughs> you know? So, but, but there are plenty of times where I can ask her about things and, and she can give me that input and, and feel like that I care about her. I feel like that I care about what she thinks and what she has to offer in our relationship. Yeah, no, that's true. And that, and that is one way that you're actively telling someone else that they're valuable to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially joint joint things that you do together as a husband and wife, like your finances or your parenting or family relationships with extended family members or whatever. Um, th- those are all great examples. That doesn't mean that, that you have to do what they tell you to do, but it's good to get their perspective on it and to, and, and their wisdom on it and then to discuss it further if you need to. Um, and then the last the last one, oh, before the last, let's, let's, let's share a scripture that, that we, we had set aside for this one. So sure. Ro- Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, giving preference to one another in honor. So, yeah, so that's what I was talking about, be, to, to, um, and to do, you're preferring. And to do it on purpose. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's true. And, and and again, we don't, we're not led by our feelings, because sometimes we don't feel like doing these things. In fact, there's a lot of times we don't feel like doing these <laughs> things. But we're doing it because we get a vision for what we're trying to do, for what we're trying to build. Yeah, all of these things that we're going to be sharing with you are purposeful yeah. actions that, that you can take that will improve your relationship right now. Yeah. And then that last one was enjoy his or her presence. And so just enjoying the moment, you know, hold mm-hmm. hands, you know. Sharon and I do that all the time where uh, we'll, she either she's driving the car or I'm driving the car, but whoever's not driving the car, uh, the other person gets to hold their hand. Yeah. You know, or, and that kind of thing. And so uh, uh, today it was very helpful because her hands were cold. <laughs> And uh, I, my hands were warm, right? That worked out. It worked out for me. It worked out for you, yes. And uh, and I got to I got to uh, partake in the sufferings of Christ. Right? Just kidding. I love you. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> anyway, but the point point being is enjoying each other's presence. Yeah. And if you and if you're having trouble enjoying each other, then you've chosen poorly at some point. Yeah. And either one of you or both of you have done that, and so you need to back up and try again. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to give you some more hints to help you with that. building a great relationship is to believe the best. Now, this is not an ordinary phrase that you hear a lot. So let's look in scripture because that's really where a lot of this originates. Uh, the famous love chapter in, in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 13 through 7, uh, I really, really enjoy. I know both Sharon and I enjoy uh, the the amplified version of this, uh, specifically the amplified classic because they keep coming out with more versions. But this one has been very, very powerful for us. And so I'm going to read through this one really quick. It says, love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. That's so, that's uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. Yes. So um, 
that one section in there is, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. And I just know that when I first read that, it really struck me that, and it wasn't just the believe the best. It was the first part of that. It says, is ever ready to. And that means it, 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 that it kind of prepares ahead of time to believe the best. Now, you can't just, I mean, if you think about it, anything you've ever had to do where you had to prepare ahead of time, there's work that goes into that. There's, there's preparation that goes into that. Like if you know you're going to make a cake, you know you got to go in there and make sure you got your eggs and your flour and your baking soda mm-hmm. and all the whatever the pieces are, depending on which kind you're going to make. You got to make sure you have all those pieces in place or you're going to get like, you're going to get into it and then suddenly you're going to have to run to the store and that's going to be a little bit aggravating. So it's the same way with trying to believe the best, you know, ahead of time to determine ahead of time to believe the best yeah. is uh, is an act. It's a, it's an act of faith that you're getting way out in front and you're going, no, I'm going to choose on purpose to believe the best. And that means that obviously if you don't understand what's going on, you got to stop and not just make uh, your drastic conclusions. You know, sometimes we have to believe the best until we can validate maybe a concern or something that we're, you know, worried about. Yeah, for sure. And I love the part there where you talked about that it's something that you have to decide ahead of time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you're just going to wake up and go, oh, wow, look, I've made a cake. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You had to go to the store first. You had to get the supplies. Sleep cake making. Yes. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be great? Every day you wake up is a new cake. It's a new cake, new flavor. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the, and then, so you have to determine to do this ahead mm-hmm. of time. You have to go ahead and make up your mind. I'm going to believe the best. And yeah, that, about that, my husband yeah, and my it, wife. It really will make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and the next part is that is um, to stay away from the mind reading. Ooh. We talked about, you know, not trying to um, figure out what they're thinking or mm-hmm. what they're that's a big one. Yeah. And we talk, a, a, we go into that in more depth in powerful peace. And we yeah. talk about judgment because our, our that's book, what, yeah, peace, yeah, that's, that's what judgment is. But staying away from that will really help you to believe the best about the other person because, and, and, and I, this is something that everyone struggles with because it happens so much around us. It's like wallpaper. We don't even notice it, mm-hmm. but people trying to figure out why, what someone else is thinking or their motives, why they're doing what they're mm-hmm. doing. And both of those are going to lead you down the wrong path and into um, not being able to believe the best about someone because mm-hmm. you're going to be thinking, well, they're just trying to use me. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get me to do something for them. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to make themselves look good. You know, all those are judge- judgments that we make in our hearts toward our spouse or toward other people. And that makes it impossible. If you're holding on to those lies or those things it makes it hard for you to believe the best about someone well even if it's true it still hurts you mm-hmm. because you you're opening up the door for strife you're you're and and really demonic activity in your mind and your life where, yeah you know, to get ultimate about it but the believing that you know what someone's thinking or why they do what they do is a trap because you can never know that mm-hmm. and then what you've done is you open it for strife to come in the room and then you, man you talk about some bad arguments yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and meanwhile, you're arguing about things that aren't, you don't even know whether they're true or not. And if you happen to get it right, you still lose because yeah. you're, you're, uh, you know, so what? You were right. And now you're in an argument. What and do now you do? your relationship suffered. Yeah, exactly. That was a horrible price to pay. Yeah. To be right. That's true. You know? But absolutely. 
The fourth thing that we wrote down uh, concerning believing the best was to take words spoken at face value and not to read into it, which is very similar to points two and three, that you're not reading in more and and you're not ascribing uh, things that weren't said. And granted, some people are more diligent about saying what they mean than others. And to be honest, we need to get better at saying what we mean uh, and and not trying to tiptoe around someone hoping they won't get angry with us. Well, and also it's a it's it's a um, it's a bad habit that we have that if someone doesn't say something just the right way, we act like we take offense mm. or we take it the wrong way on purpose. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is what you said, or you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's not that's not godly, and it's not going to lead well, you to peace. And it's certainly not going to build up a relationship. No, it's not. It's so, only going to tear you down. So just believing the best about what they said. Maybe they didn't use enough information. Maybe they're still growing in their communication skills. Yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. Don't immediately go off on the bad and the bad flip yeah. side of it. Don't yeah. immediately believe the worst. Don't be quick to be offended. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's so true. No, yeah. let it go. Yeah. And the last uh, piece that we want to talk about regarding believing the best is believe the best while you wait to validate. You know, and th- I felt this was really important to add on to us because sometimes you aren't in a situation where you can ask questions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that person's not home yet, mm-hmm. or, maybe, or maybe you're out in public. Yeah, or, or yeah, maybe it's not a good time, right? Maybe you're maybe you're at church or maybe you're at dinner with friends and you can't stop and go, hey, exactly what did you mean by that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know and so you have to learn how to wait you have to learn how to yeah. wait and it's like having a it's it's like having an itch and you can't scratch it you just got to wait until you can scratch it later and give them the benefit of the doubt yeah and and that means you got to believe the best until then mm-hmm. you believe the best and then you know what you can then say hey you were saying this other thing and i, I just wanted to kind of understand what you were what you were talking about because it sounded like this and i didn't necessarily want to believe that I'd rather believe the best, and so what a great uh, way to phrase it. Yeah, I, I, and that and that's really kind of the the way you should approach it. So, believe the best. Yes. All right. For uh, our fourth happy relationship tip, or you know how to have a great relationship. That's right. Uh, it's do something for your for your spouse or for your relationship so ser- buddy. Serve them. Yeah, serve them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of of extra things I want to add in there. Um, one of them is doing it without seeking something in return, Mm -hmm. you know, just freely give, you know, the Bible says that we've been, we have freely received. We also freely give. not expecting anything, not expecting anything. Just do it because you're choosing to, because you're walking in love on purpose, you know, um, now when you, when you do that, I mean, how, what discipline, how, how can you get your, your head in the game to get to that place where you don't expect something in return? Well, I think you have to be paying attention to what what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to on purpose choose to not have um have have an idea what you what you want, if you want anything. Mm-hmm. And examine yourself, say, am I doing this because I want this? You know, or am I just doing this to be a blessing to them, you Cause, know? Cuz there's a lot of times where if that's true, if you're trying to do something for somebody and you secretly want them to capitulate you know or to come back and give you something you know they'll smell that yeah and it it, it, it will it will kind of taint it too mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not it at that point it's no longer love yeah it's it's manipulation you know and and that can go positive or negative because like i know for uh, there was a season in our marriage where 
I wanted to make sure the entire house was clean before Greg came home from work because I didn't want him to be upset. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I would become anxious and make sure that everything was looking perfect, not to be a blessing to him, but because I didn't want something negative. Mm. And this is, that's kind of the same, that's yeah, the, kind of the, the devil op- loves to, 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 right, mutate to manipulate yeah. yeah. And to get me in fear. And I was, mm. I was in fear that something bad was going to happen if I didn't do what you, what I thought you wanted, even though that's maybe not, nothing you had ever expressed to me, but that's something that I had just picked up on my own. So the scripture with this um, that we want to share is 1 Corinthians 13, 5. It says, and this goes back to that uh, that love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13, which is a great chapter. And it would be a great thing to meditate on uh, the month of February, to be honest. Yeah. But it says, it is not conceited. It's talking about God's love in us. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. So he says there, point blank, it does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult for you to serve someone else when you're thinking about yourself. Yeah, it's true. And and, and yeah, it's, it's hard to be genuine at that point. Yeah. Well, yeah, certainly it'll it'll suck the power out of it. Yeah, for sure. If we're talking about trying to make inroads into building a relationship. Yeah. If you're doing something to get something, that's, that's, that's the, the the opposite of the good news is, is when we do become selfless and we, in our servanthood, Mm -hmm. it it is powerful. And so if you're in a situation where this relationship is suffered and it's, and it's hurting and it's, and it's underperforming or it's, it's just, maybe it's in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, Self learning how to selflessly serve that other person will make huge gains yeah, quickly. It will. It really will. And uh, I want to say also with that, without um, the first part was without seeking payment. The second thing to think about is that um, you should be doing something that you know that they would enjoy. Mm. You know, like um, making their favorite meal. Yeah. Or I mean, Greg is really good about he puts lotion on my feet at yeah. night, which is so sweet. Because he knows that it's something my feet need. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, that and a lot of times you you won't do it for yourself. Yeah, that's know? true. I know I'm working on it. <laughs> but but it's an act of service, you know. And and I I, I love you, and I want your feet to be happy. Well, thank right? you. Yeah, thank you. I feel loved. And then um, again, and so that's something that you should really think about, especially if it's something that let's say they would never do for themselves. There's a lot of people out there that are very sacrificial in nature and who would never go do anything for themselves because maybe they're prioritizing others in their life. So you choosing something to do something for them uh, that makes it special for them, saying, hey, look, I did this just for you because I love you and, and uh, you know, I want to show you. Because Man. they'll really notice oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, and so that, again, that'll make huge gains uh, in your relationship. And the last thing is uh, something that you would probably never do on your own. Yeah. You know, like something that um, Greg tries to do for me every Mother's Day um, is to take me on a picnic and we haven't done it every mother's day, but he tries to do that. And that's something he would never, the, ever, the, the kids ever really do. don't really <laughs> want to do a picnic, but, <laughs> but I don't care. Me. <laughs> we, have, we have pictures of them revolting yeah. in the picnic. Yes. Crying and <laughs> tears yes. and I'm smiling. Yeah. It makes us laugh now, but at the moment it wasn't great. So, but, but we're going to do it. We're going to yes. do it. Well, and sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate. That's true. Too. Here in Missouri, it gets cold at Mother's Day sometimes. Yeah. So, so we'll uh, have one in the living room. Yeah. 
We'll do it in the living room. <laughs> but it but it means a lot to me because I know that I know. I mean, Greg would probably rather go to the dentist than to have a picnic. I mean, there's I, a lot of truth in that. <laughs> it's not his favorite thing, no. so it just means all the much, all the more to me when he goes to the airport. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Tip number five uh, for how to improve your relationship uh, is to forgive easily and quickly. Now, this one isn't necessarily the fun one, but it is, I would say, the most fruitful. And I know we've we've talked a lot about forgiveness here on God's Best for Your Life, but it is that important mm-hmm. to yourself and to the people around you. Mm-hmm. And it, it probably is probably the single most important thing on this whole list. Well, I mean, the only reason that we have a relationship with God is because we're forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. It's because of what, what Jesus did. And that leads me right into the scripture that talks about it. It's Ephesians 4, 32. It says, And become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, understanding, lovinghearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. It's so good. So, I mean, he's, he's telling us specifically there, Paul is saying, Hey, this is how God forgives. This is how you need to forgive as well. Yeah. And that's, and he does it easily, readily and freely. So uh, as we keep it in the context of, all right, imagine you have a relationship and you need to make a deposit or you need to make a, a thing, a choice or an action that's going to, uh, make a big impact in it. Obviously, uh, in this way, I can imagine that there's something that you can forgive and that you can make sure that they know you forgive. And, and that really will make a huge, huge dent that, that and, and, and I really, I think I encourage you to do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And something that I struggled with for years and didn't understand about forgiveness was I, I felt like I had to for, feel like I was forgiving them. I had to feel a certain way toward for, forgiving towards them. Otherwise that wasn't real. And doesn't it usually take like a lot to get to there, to that place? For me, it did. I would have to talk about it. And poor Greg, I would say, okay, well, why did you say that? What was going on? You know, it's like I had to figure out in my head, I had to somehow get to the place where I understood it. Emotionally or mentally? Emotionally, yes. I had to understand it on an emotional level before I could release that offense. It's a lot of heavy lifting to get there. Oh my goodness. And sometimes it just wouldn't happen because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't agree. And so With, since so, I don't feel like forgiving you, I'm not going to. Yeah, so, or I would believe since I don't feel like I forgive you, then I don't forgive you, mm. which is not true. It's still an, a, a choice of your will to choose to release someone of a debt. Mm-hmm. You don't have to understand how they're in debt. And that includes yourself. You don't have to understand why you made a decision before you forgive yourself. You have to, you know what? God forgives me. I just choose to let that go. I really am repentant. And, and just, you have to just let that go, let that offense go and let, and let the Lord sort it all out. And that's what has, what, that's what you have to do with your spouse as well is go, Lord, um, you've asked me to forgive them just like you forgave me in Christ. And so I choose 
to forgive. Whether I feel forgiving toward them, whether I feel loving towards them or not, I choose right now to forgive. And then as you continue to work with the Lord and as he continues to heal your heart, the feelings will come. Yeah. The feelings do yeah, come. Yeah, you can't wait until you feel like it or else it really may not happen. Yeah. But you have to decide ahead of time, even before the offense happens, you have to decide I'm choosing to forgive my spouse mm-hmm. right now for anything that they're going to do in the future, whatever it is, I'm choosing right now to forgive them. That's going to be my first response. The good news is the more you do it, the easier it gets and the less painful it is yeah, because you, the longer you hold yeah. on to it, the deeper it digs into your heart. And the stronger you get. Yeah. Yeah. You really do get stronger yes. as an individual. And yes, your forgiver muscle. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It I does. get it. Well, and the, remember, the enemy comes along and tells you, well, if you forgive, they're just going to hurt you again and yeah. again, and you're going to go down further and further. But it, it's not really the way it works. It, well, it's always the opposite. Yeah. It's uh, the God's way is always the yeah, opposite. Yeah, that's true. And always has and anything the devil tells you, you know, that makes you scared or upset. Usually, the opposite is true when it comes to God. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And God wants you to be strong in that, in that ability, you know, because that's, that's what you're receiving all every single day you're receiving forgiveness from him. And so you can just channel that forgiveness straight into the other person because God loves them and forgives them just like he does for you. And, and when you're able to do that, when you choose to do that and you walk in that all of a sudden, it's amazing. You will start seeing this other person completely differently. Mm -hmm. You'll see them through the eyes of Jesus. Yeah. And, and you'll see all the nice things that you were missing because you were holding on to a fence. Yeah. You know, all the, all the things that they were doing for you the whole time, the kindnesses they were showing to you, the love and the, and the care that they were showing to you the whole time that you were missing because you were holding onto a fence. It's going to be, you're going to see, mm-hmm. and you're, and it's going to be amazing to you. And you're going to go, wow, I have a much better marriage or a relationship than I really thought that I did because I was holding on to, it was like an eclipse. Yeah. You couldn't see the sun for the moon, yeah. you know? <laughs> anyway. Well, that's. So that's really, really good one. Choosing also to forget. Carrying carrying the past into today is heavy and makes peace and joy impossible. Trust God and let it go. I like the way you wrote that. Thanks. So those are our five tips. And we know that they work. Mm-hmm. And so we, we ask that you trust us in this and that you pick one, right? Pray about it. You know, you pick one and, 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 and work it. You know, try to try to try to work it. And just because it ha- you do it one time, and maybe they don't notice, maybe they do notice. But you have to do what you do on purpose, knowing that it's going to add up, yes, and it's it going will. to create uh, the 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 difference and the change. Uh, mostly because what we're doing is we're getting in line with what God wants for us. And when we get in line with God, we're going we're swimming with the stream and not against the stream. Yeah, and we, and we and we've qualified for the anointing to help yeah. us. So in review, so we're going to express our expectations. We're going to respect each other. We're going to believe the best. We're going to do something for the other and we're going to forgive easily and quickly. Yeah. And you know what, if you're willing to, to do any of these and and all of them, especially you're going to have a really great relationship. Yeah, you really will. You'll notice that it'll change quickly. So, well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do us a favor, share it with a friend. Uh, or go on to uh, the, the, the podcast store and give us a review. That would be really helpful because then it helps expose us to more people and we can get the, 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 the wonder of God's word and his will out to everyone. 
And then also, if you want to share it on social media, that would mean the world to us, and uh, we would really appreciate that. And then uh, we also have a website, gods-best.com, where we have uh, blogs and we have our bookstore where you can buy our books like Powerful Peace, which we mentioned today. And um, it's also a great way to reach out to us and and get hold of us. But uh, we just want to encourage you that uh, you can have God's best for your life, and we're here to help.